Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And we know we've been away for a while. Yes. Nothing bad. It's just, I think uh, July is just not... um, July always has a lot of lessons to be learned, I guess. I don't know. Uh, We had one week where AC broke. Another week where, like, the shower handle popped off and was gushing water. Now we have to redo the whole bathroom. Then I think that's it. And then in between that, we had a lot of cases kind of, like, popping up and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just, like, literally we would try and sit down and record an episode, and it was just not happening. Like, literally we're in the podcast room, but we have... A lot, a lot of stuff because you know the bathroom's getting redone. We literally have a toilet right next to us. Yes, and a sink <laughs> and all our bathroom stuff. Yeah. So, but we wanted to bring an episode because it was it's probably good a good two two and a half almost three weeks that we didn't have any. Like we had people messaging us in like, "Hey, you guys still alive? Yeah, you guys okay?" Because uh, it, it was it, it was lengthy. Um, I, yeah, but all the case, all cases. I said we, we did a lot of cases, but we had a lot of time where people would call us late at night asking for help and assistance and stuff. So that took time, mm-hmm. and we never found the right time to record. And then, yeah, just one thing led to uh, consistently led to another. And then we had a vac- investigation we did last week, which yeah, and speaking on which, yes. So we are actually incorporating some new different things into the podcast. One of them being. Um, because we are investigating. We have been investigating pretty much every week. Um, and so we're going to do something once a month where, um, for those of you that want to know what we're doing and kind of the things that we've experienced on investigations, uh, we are going to sit down here with Mike from our team and basically do... It'll, it'll probably be a shorter episode just depending on what we're talking about exactly and where we go. But... Um, Going over like what we felt psychically at locations and then what Isaac, you know, what he did pulling wise, what we've kind of uncovered, basically giving you an update of where, where we've been, what we've been doing and, and doing it in a longer form. So that way it doesn't take up like half an episode. Yeah. That makes sense. And bringing Mike in here, it'll be interesting too, because he's obviously part of the team and um, I think it'll be interesting to hear his perspective as well. So, new segments that kind of fill in with, I say lack of bonus episodes, but it would be another episode for you guys to listen to, specifically about our investigations. So Yes, and then we do have, I would say from now until maybe September, we, are, we have consistent like guest episodes. So, a lot of people coming on, and we're on a couple uh, episodes for other people as well. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff happening. And then two, <laughs> you guys are probably like, oh my gosh. But I'm going to start doing more episodes. I know we talked about the Renaissance podcast and doing a separate podcast talking about my abilities, but I am going to dive full force and kind of do like how Isaac has a Shadow Walker series, um, kind of dive more into my abilities. And since we've been getting a lot of questions and a lot of direct messages, should say dms i feel like weird saying direct messages what is this 2002 what is a dm anyways Mm. okay uh (laughs) 
but we've been getting a lot about like uh, people that are basically starting to kind of i guess you would call it their spiritual journey and don't really know um what's happening or where to take it or whatever and asking me questions about it and the best way i can describe it is to share my experience and to do it probably on an episode probably be the best way to get it out to people that way they can go back to it and stuff like that so also look forward to that yeah, Megan doesn't have a cool nickname like I do with the Shadow Walker. Nah. nah. Even though, I don't know, I'll save it for the Haunted Update. Because I was called a couple different things. Well, not different things. One thing in particular. Yeah. At the uh, location consistently. So, which is weird. I don't know. I don't call myself that. But it, it I get called that all the time. Even when darker stuff, um, like when I remote view into locations and I talk to whatever's there. I've been called that before, and I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> For all of you who's trying to figure it out, it's not a dirty word, so. No, it's not anything bad. <laughs> it's just. What is this word? No. But on to today's episode. has been postponed for about a month now. And I know we originally said antiques gone wrong, but then that needed to be changed to pretty much like objects gone wrong instead of antiques, because antiques is like anything 100 years or more, I believe. And yeah, let's say that much is a Walkman uh, non-skip Discman in a museum oh, nowadays. Shoot. The stuff that I use when I was 18, 19, using oh, to play dang. my CDs on on the bus with. Mr. Old Bones over there. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, but that's what technically I guess they would classify an antique. I wouldn't classify I would basically classify it as anything in a thrift store, which... That's not really, I don't know. Anyways, I just said it would be easier probably to say objects because we're going to talk a little bit about some paintings, uh, some weird mannequins, a doll, our experience. There's, at the a, there's store. an actual phobia of mannequins. Uh, I'm not a. F- you know what? I, I don't I'm not mind. I'm you're afraid of it. I'm just saying there is an actual phobia of mannequins. Yeah. Now you're just fueling that fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not like scared of mannequins like the ones that you see like in the stores and stuff the ones that bother me are the ones they use at like museums like the civil war reenactment ones no like fort macon like how they have the little mannequins in the little glass thing yeah i'm not a fan um anyways but we'll talk about that and kind of the uncanny valley effect which i thought was interesting i didn't know like that thing existed so we'll dive into that. But the first one I wanted to start with, because this was actually a pretty intense. Uh, so we did one haunted objects th- episode. We may have done two. I think it was. No, we just did one, didn't we? No, did we do two? We did two. We did two. Because I talked um, about the ring in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So we did two haunted objects uh, episodes. And there was specific. There was one doll that. It was hard for me to research. Like, I kept channeling it, and I didn't like it. And it was Robert the doll. <laughs> I just didn't... That one in particular... Annabelle still is, like, not that bad, but, like, Robert was bad. Um, And I didn't... I let you research it. That's how, how weird it, the vibe was. But I was like, eh, I'll be okay, like, researching it now. No. The first... I had to have you... I don't even know what happened. I, like, channeled something from... I was looking at this painting too long, and it just was a weird vibe. 
We'll explain what we had to do after you explained the painting. Okay. Yeah. So the painting I'm talking about is called or referred to as the Anguished Man. So the Anguished Man was created by an unknown artist. They don't know exactly who painted it. But its current owner is Sean Robinson, who is in Cumbria, I think is how you say that, England. Um, He said it was given to him by his grandmother who told him that the artist who created the painting had mixed his own blood into the painting, or into the paint, sorry, into the paint and died by suicide after finishing his work. Um, Apparently in 2010, there was a YouTube video uh, made by Sean Robinson that was uploaded where he said that you could hear crying and moaning noises coming from his home and he would see a figure of a man. And if you look at the painting, it's basically like a... On fire man screaming in pain. That's what I think. You don't see flames or anything, but the way his skin looks, it almost looks like charred. To me, anyways. And just a little bit of a fun fact. I did not know this. I don't know if you know this, but it's actually a thing to incorporate body fluid into paint in certain artwork. Did you know that? No. Yes, now you do. Uh, Blood, urine, feces, and other other stuff. Making shit with her paint. (laughs) Wait till you hear some of this. This is what kind of brown is that on that paint over there? Poop. Oh my god. Is it poop colored? No, it's poop. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently and more has been used in artwork before and is known as shock art. Uh there was a New York artist named Vincent Castagilia. It looks Italian, and it's probably a shame that I can't pronounce it. But anyways, yeah. um, he used his own blood and paintings. Um, and even used it to make artwork on the guitar of thrash metal musician Gary Holt, who, for anybody that doesn't know, he was part of Exodus and was in Slayer for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so the artwork on his guitar was had blood in it. There was also a band called The Flaming Lips uh, who released a limited run of vinyl records for their 2012 album Healy friends i believe uh containing blood of each musician involved and sold for twenty five hundred dollars each didn't kiss do that too i don't know I feel, probably, like did. I feel like it's a very metal thing to do i wouldn't be surprised if there was other bands that did that because didn't what's his face even have like the blood well that was just straight blood i don't know that one artist a while ago had like blood in his shoes that, the line of shoes that he made supposedly i don't know if it's 100 percent fact Oh, there's Nikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to the painting, the owner, Sean, refuses to sell the painting and says he's in, it is locked away in a secure location. Several fake versions of the painting were sold on eBay. And apparently, the more you look at it, the worse you feel. Which I... Secure location, my ass. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> there was movie rights sold in 2016 to make a movie about a guy that acquired the painting. Which, I don't feel like that's honestly how I felt after kind of channeling this thing. I don't think that's a good idea, but I mean. No, because you channeled, remote viewed, and brought the energy back with you. Yeah, that was not fun. So, okay, this is what happened. So, before I even, I've seen this photo before, especially when we were looking at haunted objects before, and I never really cover i may have covered it just a little bit in previous episodes 
I can't remember which ones we actually covered in the previous episodes, which is crazy. It's been so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first episode was just us telling experience stories and like little stories here and there. And then the second one was like more of the dolls, like Robert, Annabelle, like those. But I kept getting the blood is in the paint. The blood is in the paint. And that's before I even knew that like that was the thing is that he put like blood in the paint and painted and I kept feeling the souls are in the painting. The souls are in the painting, right? And all of a sudden, I and I'm just sitting here researching, just trying to find information. And it felt like my body was on fire. And it kept referring me to a... There's a scene in a show called Witches of East End. I've talked about it on here before. Where the guy... like. The the main characters trapped this guy in a painting and he was like in a desert and it was the same kind of look that this painting is giving, right? The guy was like in the desert and he was like burned and like, he's like, oh, you know, like in the painting. Mm. That was the feeling I was getting. It was like I was burning all over to the point you saw I was turning red all over the place. And so I was like, I, I don't know what I did. Crap, crap, crap. And I was looking at the painting a little bit too much because I was like, okay, you know, like I can block myself, whatever, right? And you went into my mind forest and saw like energy of the painting. No, I saw the painting. Yeah, it was like the painting. So I'm thinking it was the energy of the painting there in my mind forest. Yeah, leaning against a tree, gold trim uh, frame. Mm-hmm. I didn't can see what was the painting about, but I saw black and I saw red and it almost looked like flames on it. So... I was like, what the hell is that? And you were like, yeah, that's a painting. I'm like, oh, why is it in here? And I remember your spirit guide, Mary, who's in there going, get this out of here. Get this out of here, right? Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, just grabbing it, pulling the energy of it, taking it, and putting it in my ring. Uh, for those who don't know what I can do, I refer Shadow Walker 1 yeah. through 5. This is your first episode. Yeah. You a little... What the hell is going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shadow Walker 1 through 5 will explain everything. It's it's kind of like the the anthology of my ability series. Anyway. But yeah, I took the energy of the painting out of your mind force, put it into the ring, which now it resides in the ring. I actually have it leaning against one of the trees uh, in the front. Yeah. Which is, so, is weird, as now I thought it, I would put a painting it, well, in the ring. It's the energy of the painting. Yeah. It's not actually like the painting is yeah. in my mind, was in my mind force. It's like the energy that, was, that I channeled from that. Um, and now the painting is just a normal painting. This maybe. looks creepy as hell. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? It's in a secured location, so <laughs> we can never find out. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't exactly, yeah, know the, what that was about. But one of the things that I definitely wanted to talk about on this episode is, you know, we always talk about haunted dolls. I feel like when you talk about haunted objects, it's probably in the top three objects that we talk about. And so I wanted to also talk about haunted mannequins and the uncanny valley effect. So the uncanny uncanny valley effect is a term used to describe the relationship between a human-like appearance of an object and the response it invokes. Um, In this phenomenon, people feel an unease or even revulsion in response to a human-looking object. It could be like a robot, an AI thing, a doll... Um, anything like that, or mannequins that are highly realistic. It's almost like when somebody looks at something and goes, oh my gosh, it literally looks like a human, 
but it's not quite there yet. And it gives an uneasy feeling. Like, you have some people that are just like, ooh, I don't like dolls, or ooh, I don't like mannequins. Like I said, like, mannequins in the store don't freak me out, but mannequins, like, the Civil War, like, stuffed reenact ones, they freak me out. And I'm not, yeah. So, I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about my experience with the haunted mannequin. And actually, Isaac's experience, well, I don't know if he experienced it. But we were at a location one time uh, when we were part of No Quarter Paranormal where they had a bunch of like, uh, not relics, but it was like a outdoor thing. What would you call it? Like a reenactment, memorial, whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, like, Civil War thing. Yeah, it was yeah. like Civil War like to, to see how they like stayed and stuff like that. And there was this one in particular encased like... It was supposed to imitate, like, what, like a bunker or whatever yeah. that, like, an officer would have. Anyways, there was this mannequin that would move. And uh, I remember me and Megan from Shadow Walker, at the time she was also part of a quarter, we were over there and we actually saw the doll move. and Or mannequin, I should say. It was, like, one of those stuffed ones. It, it was more like a doll, but it was, like, a dummy. Huge, dummy. There you go. I guess more like a dummy. It wasn't, like, made of plastic. It was, like straw-ish if that makes sense like they probably stuffed it with straw i don't know how to like a scarecrow but like more realistic looking not a scarecrow but yeah we remember it moving and we're not the only people apparently that have had this experience many paranormal investigators have said that they've gone to these civil war museums Mm -hmm. or like little memorial places or stuff like that and they've seen things move they've had uh like evp sessions near the case and like it's gone off so here's my question i'm curious to what you think on this is do you think it's something attached to the mannequin because it resembles something that they're familiar with it's the clothes that they put on them or it's the objects in the case all of the above because you gotta remember haunted object as it's as it's classified is the entities attached or spirits are attached to the object itself it's not that they're possessing or haunting the object or like in inside the object they're basically attached to it so if they're attached to the clothing put on the dummy that would make sense i don't think the dummy itself is what they're attached to i think maybe the clothing or the area around where that space is is what they find familiar so kind of relation to a dummy moving or a mannequin moving reminds me of the clown motel Mm, that, and yeah. there's a giant size, life size clown figuring doll thing, right? That uh, I know about this because some of our ghost adventures, they were there and it was sitting in a chair and Zach was near it and its hand moved. It Oof. slipped off the, because it's a hand that's like resting on the, the chair arm and it slid right off, right? Freak Zach out big time. He just hauled ass at it. No, I'm done. No, I'm not doing that. Right? He's not going to be the early days of. Yeah, yeah. But seeing that thing move, right? That's what freak freak the crap out of people because haunted dolls, like little dolls and stuff like that. Yeah, it's scary, but it's not that impactful. Something the size of you that's not supposed to be alive Very moving. True. That scares the shit out of more people than anything because that's something that could like run at you and stuff like that. So that's why most people have fear of mannequins because it looks like a human, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And that would make sense. And that's what another kind of question that arose when I was researching was that, you know, a doll is a smaller vessel versus a mannequin. 
So obviously I would think that it would take less like power or energy to move a doll than it would a mannequin. Yeah. It's it's like I said before, it's not essentially the size of the object that's haunted because I think if you want to go, does a house consider an object or houses haunted objects because they're a haunted house? I don't know. It goes to yeah. debate whether how bigger you go with size and area covered. But essentially the same thing is ideally. It's not the house isn't possessed by the entity. It's haunting it because it's inside of it. Or it's around attached to the house, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with the, the doll or, or a figurine or something. Something's attached to it and it's not going to leave. Yeah. yeah. I remember, too, one in particular uh, situation that happened with us. And we've talked about, you know, investigating this spot um, on here before, the Webb Memorial Library. And in the kids' room, they had these random dolls like i think it was like a frog it was like these random stuffed animals but there was this raggedy ann doll and it was a typical like raggedy ann doll and it was just sitting there and i kept telling megan like i think this thing is freaking me out like and and it's important to understand too at the red memorial library a lot of that stuff was donated so it's a lot of people stuff that has passed you know so you have that connection some of the books were old old but that doll, I remember telling Megan, like, I don't, I don't know. And so I remember we took the spirit box, right? We went up to the doll and I was asking it. I was like, hey, is someone there? Like, is someone, like, I don't know why I kept feeling like something was, it like, it's a doll, but it felt very human. And that's another thing I think to understand, too. Not every object that's considered haunted is sinister there is some people that are attached to objects just because they're attached to the object there's some significance and i remember the name judy came through she said she was a little girl and she was inside the doll and that was all and after that i was like no i don't like (laughs) i don't like nah i don't mean you know but it didn't seem sinister but we also had an experience with something sinister that was doll related. So, um, another experience. So, I am not a fan of thrift stores. I'm not a fan of <laughs> antique stuff. It just it feels like when I go in there, it's just a lot of energy. And it's not bad energy normally. It's just a lot of stuff all at once. Um, because, you know, sometimes it comes from, like, dead relatives. It's stuff that's significant to people that they got rid of. So, there's that emotional tie. So, there was a antique store that popped up along, uh, like, an antique marketplace. People could go and sell their stuff at this antique marketplace. And it's literally right down the street. And I said I wanted to go there because I had seen a photo uploaded from one of the vendors there. And I was like, they got some creepy stuff. Let's go and see what we do if we go to this spot. So, we went. There was, like, a crystal store there. A lot of collectibles, like, uh, superhero Marvel stuff. And Isaac, of course, was like, yes, I found the pot of gold, the collectors. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so he was looking at, like, superhero collectible stuff. And all of a sudden, I feel a cold breeze go by me. And in my third eye, I see this this lady. And she looked like she was, I don't know, like, early 1900s. And she goes, darling, those two, those two dolls over there. Right? And I was... I was just like, 
okay because it was very much when I first started kind of opening up my abilities and stuff like that so I was like am I really seeing this or is this just like what and so uh, we were going to go another way and I told Isaac let's go this way instead so I said just let me see like I could I could be wrong I could you know that I don't know let's just go check and so we go to this area and it's mainly where the antique furniture is and all of a sudden, I get pulled to this, this spot that has this grandmother doll, this grandmother porcelain doll. She's sitting on a rocking chair and this grandfather doll standing up. And all of a sudden, you come like gang-ho, like charging, and you go, oh shit, my right hand is charging. And you had to pull the two dolls. Dolls. It was a grandmother and a grandfather, and they're still there to this day. Because uh, every time we go, I check, and the vibe is totally different. But when I first went over there, it was like an immense headache. It was a very nauseous feeling, and it's funny because you would think, okay, well, there's a crystal spot in in the antique mall that you know, with as much selenite and obsidian and all of that stuff that's over there, it would it would combat it. But it's on the opposite side. I don't know why it wouldn't. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know why it wouldn't. It didn't have the range. Yeah, I guess so. But now that you, when you pulled, right? Mm. Last time I went back there, they're still there. Different feeling. Don't get a headache. Whatever. I could go up to them, look at them. Like it's not the same vibe. But the grandfather's face is cracking. Mm. It's very weird. But it was a very, very sinister vibe. Like. Like kind, I mean, I wouldn't say to the level like when you look at like Robert the doll or Annabelle or something like that, but it was it was not good, and I felt bad for somebody that would have taken that home, but like oh what a nice little doll collection, and then and now if anyone ever does a live about their haunted objects, I can spin my tendrils around and take the whole lot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, speaking of which. When I say I take stuff, by the way, is I only take anything ever that is dark. So, if someone is unknowingly have a haunted object that they know is haunted, but they don't know what's attached to it, i.e. something dark that could eventually cause harm to them or misfortune, right? It's a good thing to take it away, right? So, something funny. Not funny in the sense of what he did, but how he reacted, right? It was, it was I never had anyone that react this. So I was flipping through TikTok like I usually do, and I find random lives. And this one guy was talking about how he had he was like a, like a picker of haunted objects or something like that, right? Or he just go collecting them. And he had this one that he was showing off and talking about how it was his first haunted object that he collected and stuff like that. And I reach in just to see what if there's any energy attached to it or negative energy. And, yeah, there was something. So I grab it. I pull it from it. I reach into his whole place. I pull all dark energy that is there. I take it all. And then uh, he's talking about how it's a haunted object. And, and, I, and I comment in his feed, not no more, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he reads it and goes, not no more? What do you mean not no more? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anyone have panic before. But that had to go with also the idea that he believed what I said. So yeah. uh, that's what made me laugh. Because I was like, I didn't expect anyone to believe me. But the fact that his reaction was like that made me laugh. I don't know. I just thought it was a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean not no more? Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's, 
important thing to do is like or not do but like think about is not think about but put out there is that like Isaac if there's a normal human spirit that's attached to an object and it's just a human spirit it's like it's just doesn't mean to cause harm. I can't harm. pull people with my right hand. Yeah, it's only dark. And vice versa. It, I, it's the energy that's attached to whatever is what gets pulled with which hand I use. So there's no me switching my hand to this hand and that hand to pull anything. It's just, it's either or. It doesn't work for either side. Yeah. Speaking, going a little bit back, I know we went off on a doll tangent, but going back to mannequins. So there is a house, if you're afraid of mannequins, called the John Lawson House. Uh, It is located near Hamburg train station in New York. Uh, It was built in 1845 and was known as being one of the oldest homes in that area. But the house has mannequins on the front porch. And the neighbors get freaked out a little bit because the mannequins move and there's no explanation as to how they get moved, who's moving them, or why. So, Mm. I thought that was interesting. Um, But, one thing I wanted to talk about, too, is I think there is a difference between a haunted object and a cursed object. Um, I feel like a cursed object could be haunted, but I feel like a haunted object is just that it's something attached to it and it's just existing it's not necessarily causing harm but a cursed object is more like hey there is like bad luck if you have it in your home there is um for example there is an issue apparently with people um owning artifacts from pompeii Apparently, people that owned any kind of, like, artifacts that were part of, you know, the whole Pompeii event, mm-hmm. they had bad luck that came from any... that Bad luck, uh, financial hardships, relationship problems, and even death from owning those objects. Which would make sense because it was such a... And you don't even know if those objects had, like, ashes on them. People died so fast that their bodies were frozen. In their instance of them running or lying down dying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, which makes me think, this is also a little bit of a side note, but wouldn't you think an evidence room in a police station or, like, where they keep all the evidence from, like, murder crimes and stuff like that would be haunted? Because you got so much energy... Some things, think, yeah, I would say so. You got to think the weapons from the actual the energy because the intent of the of negativity from the person that was holding the object, and then the actual negativity that comes from the action that was done, especially if it was a brutal. But that is why majority, I don't say all of them, but majority of evidence rooms in police stations are kept in the basement. Yeah. For security reasons, one, so no one can really steal it. There's no way out of the basement where if you yeah. can't get in there. But also, maybe subconsciously, there could be away from everyone else. Yeah. yeah. That's creepy when you think, right? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And I was sitting here thinking, oh, you know what? With the Pompeii thing, you know, there was, there was like, death forced into probably these objects and, like, bad stuff. But wouldn't a, a, a police, like, evidence room? And you got to think, how many evidence rooms are there in the United States? A lot. Yeah. A lot. But another uh, kind of creepy painting. I don't know why I was on a painting kick. Um, I feel like that is 
other than mirrors, I feel like that mirrors, dolls, and paintings, I think, are the most accessible haunted objects. I could be wrong, uh, but that's just my opinion. But there is a painting called The Hands Resist Him. And it's a little kid that is apparently standing next to a girl doll, which is weird because when I looked at the painting, I was like, I thought it was just a little girl. I didn't think it was a girl doll. Um, but the doll has sunken eyes and downturned lips. Um, and they look, it almost looks like they're in front of a storefront window. Uh, the doll is holding something with wires coming out of it. And in the back of the storefront is a bunch of disembodied hands in the window reaching towards the boy. Apparently the artwork was sold and the galley, gallery owner passed after it was sold. Uh, the painting vanished, but then reappeared in 2000 as an eBay listing. So there you go. That's, that's, that's kind of creepy that you could have easily bought this on an eBay listing. But the owners claimed it was haunted. They said during the night, the boy and the doll would fight and it would scare their daughter, who was four years old. Mm. Um, They placed a motion-activated camera in the room for three nights, and they said the boy in the painting leaves the picture. Uh, It is apparently secured in a location that nobody can view it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's creepy. That, I mean, if that is something that could happen, that is, that crosses all borders. You know what I mean? Because that would, something from a painting actually being able to come out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that reminds me of uh, Friends with uh, Phoebe's painting. Oh, yeah, oh, that, that one painting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Joey's um, always afraid of it because he thinks it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> so, another... Uh, you know what would be interesting to do is like actually go to thrift stores in town and see if we could pick up on anything like that has energy. Yeah. Like send me. It would be interesting to send me a mic first, right? And then like kind of like figure out what, and then have you go in there and see if you could pick up anything. Yeah. That would be an interesting kind of like live to do, I guess. But another thing that was talked about that. There's a YouTube channel called Live Sci-Fi, and there was a guy named Tim, and this is called The Devil's Mask, by the way, on 3-31-2017 at 12 o'clock, he did a live broadcast where he talked about this devil mask, and supposedly this devil mask was used in satanic rituals. Uh, The YouTube channel was paranormal-based and talked about all things like paranormal, creepy, uh, showed ghost videos, all of that. According to Tim, the mask was made from unknown wood and carved into a demonic face. They believe the mask was causing paranormal activity in Tim's home, such as keys falling off key rings, and apparently the energy that flowed through the mask was so overwhelming. Uh, they caught EVPs off the mask, and yeah, I guess he still owns it because there was no conclusion to what happened to the mask. So mm. uh, he would make videos apparently, which I have got to look up, but I was a little bit unease. I was like, cause I saw the mask and I was like, Whoa, that, that doesn't sit right. That's weird. But there's another one. This one also gave me, Oh my God. Like looking at it. Oh, it was bad. Um, this doll apparently is called a Kiku. 
Travel Channel did a article about like different haunted dolls, and this was one of the ones. And the, out of all of the dolls, this one freaked me out the most when I was looking at the pictures. So apparently, this doll was purchased by a young man in 1918 in Japan as a gift for his younger younger sister. Um, after a year, the little girl passed away from a severe case of the flu. Uh, apparently, the family created a shrine in her memory and placed the doll on display. Um, sometime later, they noticed the doll's hair, which originally was a short bob, had grown past its shoulders. Uh, when the family moved in 1938, they entrusted the doll to the care of the Meningi, I don't know if I'm saying that right, temple, and Hakidaku, I'm not even going to say it, <laughs> Hakidaku? I'm not sure if that's correct. Uh, where caretakers continue to maintain her and her hair. And it keeps growing. And if you look at her from when she first had that short bob. Because I think, uh, what was that? Uh, there's a YouTube video by Beyond Science that features her photo. And in the Travel Channel article itself features her photo. But it, it shows before and after. And the before picture looks completely different than the after. Like, it's very, very creepy. But the next story... So, this next story, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a app or a place called Medium.com. And on this uh, place, you can... There's different people that could tell stories. They post their own articles. It's a really cool thing to look at. But, but there was an article called 15 haunted objects that will give you chills and it was written by eve s evans with and it tells stories of people that have had experiences with haunted objects and this one in particular stood out to me out of all the 15 items this one story was like creepy the doll's name was kiki and that's what it's titled as kiki Um, i've heard about this before it's not necessarily sinister but it's it's definitely weird um okay so the girl um telling this story starts off by describing that she was fascinated with dolls uh it didn't matter if they were brand new or old or wore out she loved them all and this was a specific memory that stuck in her head the girl was six years old and her mom took her to a nearby church that was having a garbage a garbage oh my god garbage a garage like the typical like rummage garage type sales Mm. That, like, churches have. You know what I'm talking about, right? That everyone had since we could remember. Yeah, yeah. Those kind of sales. <laughs> uh, she thought in the story, er, and she thought it would be a great time for her to meet up with her church friends and kind of hang out. Because she liked, you know, going to these places and, and trying to find different dolls and stuff like that. Um, she began digging through this box as her mom was talking to her church friends. And she kept digging, kept digging until she found this beautiful doll at the very bottom of the bin. She had said the doll was in sad shape, but she didn't care. She brought the doll to her mom and asked her for the doll. Her mom asked if she was sure because the doll looked kind of sad. And she was like, no worries. I will make the doll pretty again. Uh, The mom smiled and agreed. She handed the girl the money and she paid for the doll. They arrived home that afternoon and the first thing she did was place the doll in the bed for a few weeks. Anyone that came in her room, she showed the doll off. During the first few weeks, she goes on to explain that nothing unusual happened. She would regularly go and collect dolls. She had so many that she couldn't keep them all on her bed at the same time, so she would rotate them. 
Um, so she goes to the point where she needed to move uh, Kiki to the toy box. She was watching a cartoon when she heard a sound on the hardwood floor in her room, and it almost sounded like somebody sc- or something was scooting across the hardwood floor. Her eyes opened and tried to figure out what the noise was. She said it sounded like something was scooting over and over and over again, but when she would kind of take notice, it would stop. She started freaking out because she didn't know exactly what it was. She sat up and the noise stopped. After a while, she laid back down and tried to convince herself it was nothing. She saw that she was hearing it from the toy box, but tried to rationalize it was nothing, which is always how it starts. Mm -hmm. Another week passed by, and she started noticing weird shadows casting from the toy box onto her window. But she kind of started noticing the shadow moving and the toy box being open. She was laying on her bed playing her Game Boy when she noticed a shadow move. Um, and, and that's the thing in the story is like you hear her kind of kind of rationalizing seeing these things but then it, it ends up not being these things and it's, it's kind of creepy so she she noticed the shadow moving out of the corner of her eye she dropped the Game Boy and just sat there she lunged at the toy box after a couple of minutes and found the toy box to be closed taken aback from everything she was doing she was thinking could I have imagined all this Again, after a while, she began to nod off and everything was back to normal for a week or two. Um, she goes on to say she never got a sinister vibe from the doll at all. One day on a weekday, she was doing homework on the bed with her bedroom door open. The faint smell of her mom cooking broccoli and cheddar soup, broccoli and cheese soup, sorry, uh, wafted into her room, excited because she thought it was the best thing ever that her mom made. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was excited. Her bedroom door slammed and caused her to jump. When she jumped up, the door was still wide open. At this point, she thought she was going crazy because she clearly heard the door slam. Uh, She walked over to the toy box and shut the lid, climbed back on her bed, and finished the last of her homework. A moment or so later, her lights began to flicker. It wasn't like something out of the poltergeist, she explained, but there was a flicker to the lights. When she opened the lid to the toy box, the lights wouldn't flicker, only when she closed the lid. And just for anybody out there that doesn't remember that I said earlier, dolls in the toy box. She -hmm. had put the doll in the toy box. Um, But when she opened the lid to the toy box, the lights wouldn't flicker, only when she closed the lid. That was the extent of the activity, but she ended up cleaning her toys out that summer and re-donating the doll. She definitely believes that something was attached to the doll. Not necessarily sinister, but something definitely attached. Who knows who has the doll today? (laughs) So, I thought that was interesting. It wasn't incredibly sinister, but it was kind of creepy because it was making her see and feel and hear things. And then it wasn't how she was hearing them. So, I thought that was creepy. Almost like a disorientation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As I, when you were speaking earlier, I reminded myself of something else affecting uh, the area around it. Um, I forget if it was a statue of Anubis or a statue of Ra. I think it's Anubis, a statue of Anubis mm-hmm. in an Egyptian museum. But for some reason, anytime you, any cameras are pointed at the statue, the camera malfunctions. Yeah. Either recording or trying to take a picture, it never comes out clear. It always comes out distorted. The camera like fuzzes. It never gets a clear picture of the object, mm. of the statue. Right? Interesting. So it messes with the electromagnetivity of uh, our, our, our electronic devices. Interesting. 
And granted, the statue is probably just made of stone, but I mean, it could be a scientific thing behind it saying maybe it has too much electric magnetic energy around it. I don't know, but it's in Egypt, so. Yeah, but I think that's kind of crazy because um, there are so many objects out there, like countless objects that people list on eBay, that people have acquired through garage sales. I mean, you think about it, mirrors, dolls, just creepiness. Well, I mean, not every supposed haunted object that you might buy is actually haunted. You know, you say it is, and you, oh, I have a haunted object, oh, yeah, yeah. And who knows? They could just sell it to you because they want to get some money, and they know some people in the paranormal suckers. So. Yeah, I remember there was a a TikTok video. It randomly stumbled upon my for you, where, and I highly suggest probably not if you're in a thrift store and you see like a voodoo doll or any type of doll that's got like bones hanging off of it, or. You just know it's kind of like ritualistic, like that was used in something off. Unless you're cap- not capable, but unless you're understanding that it it could harness dark energy. Not saying that every voodoo doll or whatever has dark energy, but there are some people out there that will use like dolls and stuff in rituals and then put it out in the public for people to take. Like there was a TikTok video I saw. Well, it was this doll, and it, I mean, it looked rough, but it had like some crazy like bones attached to it and stuff like that. And they specifically left it at a kid's bus stop, so a kid would t- go back and go, "Oh, mom, look, I found this doll," and there could have been something. I mean, you look at it. Um, somebody ended up calling, I think, a paranormal team to to take it, but I mean, it did not look good. So not only have to worry about dollars laced with certain drugs. You also got to worry about haunted dolls with your kids taking home to your place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're ugh. that's got to be so creepy. I remember um, I was reading, too. There was some, like, I don't know what it is. That's another weird thing. So, apparently, the stuffed Mickey Mouse, like, the, the medium-sized Mickey Mouse, like, stuffed plushes... There was a lot of people that had stuff attached to those dolls. Like, obviously, they're mass-produced, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of people that said that they had... Raggedy Ann was mass-produced, but that was a famous evil one. Yeah, which I find that interesting. I wonder why... It's kind of interesting, too, because Raggedy Ann doesn't really even look like a human. It looks more like a a typical doll, you know? Yeah, it's a demon who, uh, you know, attached itself to it. So that's what all was available. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that was interesting. A lot of people, it was the Elmo doll that they were talking about and Mickey Mouse. Like the plush stuffed animals that were like, now nobody's going to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you haunted? No. I don't want that thing. No, if I see something. No, there was a, uh, I remember when I was first looking, I even wanted to go to the thrift store. I said this earlier in the episode, but there was a uh, clown doll. That was at one of the thrift stores, and I it it was a bad vibe. It was a bad bad vibe. But it was in like one of the photos they they you know showed like come look at our stuff, and it was a bad vibe. But it would be kind of interesting to go to like local thrift stores and see like what me and Mike could pick up off some objects, not tell you, and then send you in there and see what you get. Yes, but in theory, my 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 theory still stands true. And I know this now because of my ring. 
Mm-hmm. I know haunted objects, objects out there, people have, have dark energy attached to it, either a entity, a person, you know, um, if on the dark side, it's usually is an entity or person. On the light side, it's because that object was specific to that person and they, they are attached to it. Like mm-hmm. uh, a certain hat, a clothing, boots, uh, a cane, mm-hmm. a weapon, right? It's because they used it so much it became part of them. And I'm assuming whoever has, pretty penny to pay for it, you know, say Doc Holliday's gun, right? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you might find or have pictures every now and then of him coming to it and looking at it and stuff like that. Or so forth and so on. You know, think about anything. But I know that they're not in the object versus them attached to the object. Because my ring has enough things in it that would make it the most haunted haunted object on the world. But it doesn't act like a haunted object. So that's how I know they're in the object versus they are attached to it. Yeah, which makes sense. So... A haunted object in in reality has things attached to it versus them actually possessing the object itself. Yeah, because that would make sense because they were they're outside of it, so you yeah. could feel it. So as soon as you go, because you would, uh, yeah, because you got to think that like even people that don't have abilities with haunted objects, they'll feel it. Yeah, you know, and if it was inside the vessel, a person probably that doesn't have abilities wouldn't feel it as much. You get what I'm saying? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's up in the air. Until we actually can theorize and test it with other things. There's been a lot of people... I mean, you could go on Facebook Marketplace right now and look up haunted objects and there's people trying to sell. There was a one that I stumbled upon that it was a Cabbage Patch Kid and it had an upside down frown and there was no Cabbage Patch... Like, they contacted Cab- Cabbage Patch Kids... Or whatever, like the company, and they said, "Yeah, we never produced any with an upside down frown ever. There was, we never did an, up- but it looked like a pissed off, like upside down frown, mm. and it was haunted apparently. <laughs> but that was on Facebook Marketplace. Jeez, oh, I mean not ours, but it was like that's where the person found it was Facebook Marketplace. Which, uh, for people out there that are listening, going, well, what if I don't want a haunted object anymore, or I want to get rid of what's attached to it?" Uh, I have a, a a business that I don't charge anybody for. Uh, I can take that haunted energy away from your object and make it just an object. Yeah. Same offer that I offer to anybody. Uh, simple message and uh, maybe less than a five-minute video call and it's said and done with. And you can just keep your object the way it is. And now you have an antique somewhere that you can say, oh, yeah, this was haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just a, something I put out there anyway. Yes. Yeah. So next week, what are we going to do? We are doing something that is actually super interesting to me. I've been kind of wanting to cover this, but we are going to talk about plane disappearances. And while some of the stuff relating to plane disappearances aren't necessarily paranormal, we are going to be looking on the paranormal side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, could there be some kind of like weird stuff happening? Um, we'll probably talk, re-talk about like the Bermuda Triangle and certain spots that planes have gone down in that um, have been kind of theorized as being paranormal. Um, and and kind of looking into that and seeing if there's anything paranormal related to that. So. so look forward to that next week. Yes. And we should possibly have a haunted update uh, episode coming out probably the beginning of August. Yes. So look forward to that. 
So a lot of new things coming your way. Yes. Yes. But as always, guys, you can catch our social medias at Hit in the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hit in the Shadows Six on what's X now was Twitter. You know what I'm talking about? Twitch. Twitter. What is now X? Really? How do I know about that? You don't. Since when did it change his name? Because Elon Musk was is changing everything around. Oh. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, Hidden in the in the shadows pod two. In, in the sh- Shadows Podcast 2. On TikTok. Uh, we also have a Threads. Threads. Why did I say Twitch? There is a Twitch, though. I'm sorry. All these social media things are driving me nuts. Twitch is a channel where yes. videos get posted. Okay, it's not like social now, media. Now I kind of understand. There's okay. a, we have a Threads I'm, now. Yes. What's a Threads? Threads. Threads is same as the Instagram, Hidden in the Shadows Podcast. Okay. So, yeah, we're there as well. Um. But links to all our social media and always you can listen to us at hiddenofshadowspodcast.com. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yup. Come